Hello, and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 24. Thanks for listening. It's been another week, guys. How's it been? Things are great here. Life is good. Video games are good. TV is good. Because, jumping right into the news, we've got new Doctor Who news. In this week's Doctor Who Time Corner, we actually have some names for some of the people who are going to write episodes for Doctor Who, or presumably already have, because I think they've actually started production, um, at least doing table reads and that kind of thing. So we know at this point, uh, Stephen Moffat, showrunner, is going to write the first episode of the series. That's not a surprise. The second episode is going to be written by Frank Cottrell Boyce who, if you actually are a Doctor Who fan, and if you're not, you've probably fast-forwarded through this section, Frank Cottrell Boyce wrote uh, In the Forest of the Night in Season 8, which actually was not one of my favorite episodes, but I am hopeful that he'll write something good this time. I have no reason to think that he won't. Also writing this year are Sarah Dollard, who wrote the fabulous episode Face the Raven, and Mike Bartlett, who evidently is new to Doctor Who, but is an award-winning writer of something called Dr. Foster, which I guess is a big deal in the UK. I have never heard of it over here. I say UK in quotes right now because, of course, with given recent events, no one really knows how much longer the UK will be the UK now that they have voted to break away from the European Union. And Ireland's doing some things, and Scotland wants to do some things. It's creating a lot of questions about just what exactly you call the UK now. So that's all been very interesting. Of course, for my selfish concerns, I mostly just want to know that I'm still going to have Doctor Who. Actually, the political issues surrounding the recent UK vote are very interesting. Not really relevant to a pop culture Atari video game podcast, so I won't dwell on them here. But like I say, as long as I know that I've got my Doctor Who and my Sherlock and the funny announcer on the BBC DVDs who does the announcement about not stealing the videos, I'll be happy. Oh, and that we can still get access to uh, reruns of Monty Python. Let's see, what else is happening? In other news, because evidently all we produce in America now is nostalgia, this caught my eye. Pepsi is releasing for a limited time, starting July 11th, bringing back 1990's mega-flop, Crystal Pepsi. You remember this, right? It was a clear cola brought out by Pepsi in the 90s and died a horrible death in 1993. Evidently, there was a brief two-day promotional campaign in December 2015, where people could get the product for a short time, and now during this limited run for an eight-week period beginning August 8th, oh, I see, July 11th is when it's available in Canada. Okay, I'm confused. Available for a limited time across Canada beginning July 11th. But then in this part of the article it says an eight-week limited run beginning beginning August 8th. I'm very confused. Nothing really matters because I'm not going to drink it anyway. I didn't like it in 1993. I'm probably not going to buy it now. 
I'm actually not really much of a soda drinker anymore anyway. I get my carbonation through beer. Tonight's beer, by the way, is Sam Adams. This week's Atari Bites brought to you by beer. But, you know, if you've been waiting uh, 20 odd years for Crystal Pepsi to come back, good on you, because this is your time. So that's nice. What else is happening? Oh, you know what? I was poking on iTunes the other day and I discovered... Dun, da, 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 Atari Bytes got its first iTunes review. Thank you, person whose name I don't remember right now, unfortunately. But you wrote a very nice review, and I was very happy to see it. So, thanks. And all you others who have not left a review, which is everybody but that one guy, uh, what are you doing? What's your excuse? Go right now. Well, wait. Not right now. Actually, you could right now. And you just keep listening to this. You go write a review. Tell the world how awesome this show is. And how awesome its listeners are. So, thanks for that. Some time ago, we reported... I'm going to go ahead and say we broke the story. Because I just decided we broke the story. Uh, Atari is teaming up with a production company to create a Missile Command and a Centipede movie. Presumably two separate movies. And I put out the word some time ago that I am available to write those movies. I am a writer. I've written plays, short stories, a novel. I host a podcast where I make up a story literally about an Atari game every single week. And I want to write these movies. So this week in Atari movie news... Yeah, there is no Atari movie news. I actually haven't heard from anybody. But I am expecting any day now, I'm going to get the call from Hollywood. And when you listen to this podcast, I will sound much more better than you because I'll be a Hollywood celebrity. And Hollywood celebrities are better than the rest of us. Or something. Alright. Well, enough news. Let's get on to this week's game. This week's game is Cosmic Arc. A 1982 game from iMagic. This is another one that I had never really remembered hearing about as a kid. I only recently learned about it, probably thanks to Ferg, on the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, which, as I understand, is going on a little hiatus for the summer. He'll still be around a little bit, but not uh, apparently not producing episodes at quite, uh, quite the same schedule, taking a little time to do some other things this summer, so I hope Ferg enjoys his time off. And I'll just go ahead and thank him for... Tell me about this game, because that's probably where I heard about it. And I'm really glad I did, because uh, I like this one. Spoiler. So, what do we have? For those of you who don't know, let me tell you. Looking at the uh, Cosmic Arc manual, here's what we've got. The sun of Alpha Rho is fading fast. Soon it will flicker out. The Cosmic Arc races to save creatures from doomed planets in that solar system. Meteor showers bombard the Ark, threatening its Atlantean crew. I'm not sure where the Atlantean part comes in. Are they taking... Are you from Atlantis in the game? Are you taking the creatures to Atlantis? And why, exactly? I, I don't get that part. Um, meteor showers bombard the Ark, threatening its Atlantean crew, and planetary defense systems make this mission of mercy doubly treacherous. Time and energy slip away. Work fast, or these defenseless little beasties will disappear for all time. The Cosmic Arc has traveled thousands of light years in order to preserve the many exotic species peculiar to the Alpha Rho solar system. 
When that sun novas, life on planets there will wither and die. Nothing about this mission is easy. Heavy meteor activity throughout the solar system makes travel hazardous, and each planet has an automatic defense system that cannot be knocked out. Can the Ark succeed in saving the many helpless creatures of Alpha Rho? Okay, hold on. If the Cosmic Ark is so wonderful, and you're so selfless for going into this doomed solar system to save these poor bastards, why are they still blasting you with their planetary defense systems? Don't you think somebody has the key to the little box you have to open to get at the switch to turn off the planetary defense system? Seriously. It's like you guys don't want to be saved. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh. Can the Ark succeed in saving the many helpless creatures of Alpha Rho? Can the Cosmic Ark survive? How many planets can you reach? Game objective. Pilot the Cosmic Ark through dangerous territory. Destroy meteors to come too close. You score each time you eliminate a meteor. If you survive the meteor shower, launch a shuttle ship, say that ten times fast, to the surface of each planet. Try to capture two skittish beasties. Aye, the skittish beasties. I remember them from my days as a boy on the... in the peat on the shores of Loch Ness where Nessie and the kilts and stuff were. That was my Scottish accent, in case you couldn't tell. Um, anyway, uh, try to capture... Try to capture two skittish beasties Skittish Beasters also were an awesome 90s underground British pop band. Yeah, I don't know a lot about music. Be quick about it. Return to the Ark before it undergoes another meteor barrage. But be careful. Automatic planetary defense systems attempt to disable the shuttle ship, releasing your precious cargo before you can safely transport them to the Ark. Reach as many planets as your field, as your field reserves allow game ends when you've exhausted your store of fuel. Console controls. Put in the cartridge. Turn on the game. Red button on left joystick will reset the game when turn game ends. Game number appears at the bottom of the center of the screen. Hit enter. Gameplay. Cosmic card moves through two distinct sections. Meteor shower. Shuttle ship rescue. For the meteor shower, the cosmic arc battles its way through a meteor shower. You control cosmic arc weapons fire with your joystick. To fire, lean the joystick in the direction you wish to fire. Note, red button does not fire weapon. This was kind of hard to get used to. It feels weird to be, quote-unquote, shooting the meteors, but not actually pressing the fire button. The reason for that, I guess, is because you use the red button for the tractor beam in the other part of the game. Um, so you're using the joystick to fire on the meteors. To fire, lean the joystick in the direction you wish to fire. To fire up, push joystick away from you. To fire down, pull the joystick toward you. To fire left, move the joystick left. To fire right, move the joystick right. Joysticks must be returned to the center upright position between each shot. Not that you really really have a choice, particularly if you're using the standard, you know, black joystick that comes with the Atari. It doesn't deviate from that center upright position unless you move it. Second part of the game, the shuttle ship rescue. If you survive the meteor shower, the cosmic arc proceeds to the nearest planet. It's unfortunate in the game that you never actually get to see like a, a solar system map or a star field. We get to see a star field, but you never get to see really the planet from space. You're on the planet in orbit, you know, for the for the shuttle ship part of the game. 
but I never really get to see the whole solar system. I don't know that, I guess I keep reading, I don't know that it ever really tells you in here how many planets there actually are. Anyway, once the Ark is in position, use your joystick to launch the shuttle ship to the planet's surface. To launch shuttle ship from Cosmic Arc, pull joystick toward you. The shuttle ship maneuvers easily. To approach planet's surface, pull joystick away. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Line up the shuttle ship over the little creatures. To capture them, use tractor beam. And those little bastards move fast, let me tell you. That's me, not the manual. To operate tractor beam, press the red button. When you capture a creature, keep it in the tractor beam until it arrives on board the shuttle ship, or it will slip away from the beam and return to the planet's surface. A blip sounds when the creature is safely aboard. Try to catch both beasties and return to the ark before a warning blast alerts you to renewed meteor activity. If you experience renewed meteor activity, please see a doctor immediately. If both beasties are caught, the ark moves to the next planet. The pace picks up. If the warning sounds before you've captured both beasties, get back to the ark and defend it against bombardment. If the Ark survives the assault, it will return to the same planet's surface in order to complete rescue operations. Note, you cannot fire at meteors while the shuttle ship is away from the Ark. To do so would endanger any creatures already captured and on the shuttle ship. Beware, automatic planetary defense systems will fire at the shuttle ship. Located on either side of the planet's surface, they move up and down and fire at intervals. If hit, you lose valuable energy and the shuttle ship releases one creature you have captured on that planet. The shuttle ship will have returned to the Ark. You must maneuver back toward the planet's surface. Fuel. The game ends when the Cosmic Ark runs out of fuel. The red bar in the box at the, bo at the lower center of screen represents fuel supply. It only appears during meteor shower. You begin with the equivalent of 40 fuel units. Cosmic Ark destroys a meteor, gain one fuel unit. Capture a beastie, gain 10 fuel units. Capture both beasties and return to the cosmic dark before the morning sounds, and the game goes all orgasmic. Just kidding. You actually regain all your fuel units. Meteor hits cosmic arc, lose 10 fuel units. Cosmic arc fires at meteors, lose 1 fuel unit. Note, when struck by a meteor, cosmic arc disappears momentarily. It will reappear as long as you still have energy. Scoring. Your score appears to the right in the box at the bottom center of screen. Destroy a meteor, 10 points. Destroy a special wavering meteor, 30 points. Reach planet, capture both beasties, and return to Cosmic Arc, 1,000 points. Cosmic Arc will return to a planet's surface as long as a beastie remains. Game variations. There are five one-player games. Um, basically, two of them are regular, two are advanced. There are two... There are... For two-player games, there's game three, which is a regular mission. Game six, which is an advanced mission. And in the two-player games, one player battles the meteor showers while the other controls the shuttle ship. So it's not like you can play against each other or anything. Although that would be cool. Okay, so that's Cosmic Arc. It's a pretty cool game, like I said. Getting all spoilery. Uh, I like this one. It's very Star Trek-y in my head. More so than a lot of other you know, quote-unquote Star Trek games based on the actual Star Trek property, which tend as far as I can tell, to be sort of military strategy games or flight simulator type games, um, you know, with the Enterprise and the Romulan ships and things. But it, to me, it doesn't really feel like Star Trek. This game, to me, feels like a lot like Star Trek. Big-ass ship shows up at a planet in trouble, deflects, destroys meteors or the antagonist, whatever it is, sends out a pod or a shuttlecraft or a shuttle ship or whatever we're calling it 
down to the planet to evacuate the citizens, the animals, the creatures, whatever it is. Uh, get them off the planet, get them back to the big ship up in the sky. Very, very Star Trek-y in my head. Uh, and with Star Trek Beyond coming to movie theaters very soon, it's unfortunate that we didn't save this game for that week. But, what can you do? Go ahead and download this again uh, when Star Trek Beyond comes out. After the break, we put the X in Extinction. Cosmic Arc, Captain's Log. The log isn't where I keep my journal. The log is what I use to start the fire for s'mores and roasted weenies night on the ship. But we don't have time for weenies right now. We have a solar system to save. Just kidding, we can't actually save the solar system. They're toast. But with Alpha Rho fading so fast. But we can do whatever we can do to save the creatures of all those planets. We're going to bring as many aboard as we can. I just really hope they don't stink. Let's go. It's a little disconcerting. Man. That's like two ships. They're not going to let me fly a spaceship anymore. I like the star field. Now I'm down on the planet. I just launched my shuttlecraft. Sorry, my pod. That's my tractor beam. Man, these weird little creatures move fast. Come back here, bugger. Uh-oh. Gotta get back to the ship. Meteor's incoming. It's a little weird that you don't use the fire button to shoot the meteors. You just try to move your joystick and lean into it. But I suppose that's because the red button is used to operate the tractor beam. Here's a question. Why can't you just... Got him. Why can't you just, you know, shoot the tractor beam from the mothership, since you're in orbit anyway? Man, this is a really good-looking game. The star field is cool. When you go down into orbit on the planet, the alien planets are cool. Okay, now I've got the level where they put up... And they just shot my pod. I hate when I shoot my pod. But they put up these barriers on the side of the screen and they shoot at you. I'm just trying to save you guys. Take it easy. It's almost like these... Aliens don't want invaders coming in and plucking them off their planet. Weird, huh? Hold still. I'm just trying to suck you up in a tractor beam and take you away to an alien planet. It's the sound of me leaning in to blast the meteors before they blast me, if you didn't realize that. Got him. Come on. Come on, little creatures. These things want to shoot me.
meteors moved really fast. No wonder the planet's about to be destroyed. It's a little weird you don't get to see Alpha Rho, the sun that is supposedly dying and causing all this mess. Star Trek vibe with this game. More so than a lot of the actual Star Trek games, which to me always seem more like battle games, just sort of generic, you know, flight simulator battle kind of game. This one feels more Star Trek y to me. Enterprise, I'm your Captain Turd. I probably don't have permission to use that song. It's too bad. It's good. Whoa. And that's all she wrote, folks. Captain of the Cosmic Ark has gone into the interstellar void along with Captain Kirk, Captain Pike, some other dead captains, and in the process we managed to kill off all the creatures that we were supposedly saving from the planet. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to you in the studio. Okay. Well, like I said, several times now, I think, I really like this game. I like that there's more than one thing that you have to do. Part of it is sort of a space shooting game. You're blasting meteors. Then you run over and do like a defender type rescue operation, you know, picking up the uh, the uh, survivors down below. And then you have to go back and shoot some more meteors and back and forth. And the, the two missions kind of overlap a little bit. And you're piloting a mothership and then you're pilot piloting the shuttle ship. It feels a little weird just to move the joystick to shoot the meteors rather than firing at them, but you get used to that. The game has an interesting look to it. The star field is very cool. The looming ship in orbit on the planet. The alien landscapes look cool. This this little creature down on the, on the ground, kind of scurrying around, are kind of awesome. They don't really look like animals as we would think of them, but I could certainly buy them as alien creatures. That bit where you're chasing down these creatures running around and, and grabbing them with your tractor beam reminds me a lot of Taylor and the other astronauts in the original Planet of the, of the Apes, and in my mind, the good Planet of the Apes. The scene where, shortly after they've crashed on, on the Planet of the Apes, they're running around and they get caught up in a group of humans being rounded up by the gorillas on horseback, chasing them down and, and grabbing them with lassos and stuff. That's what I think of 
when I, I think of... When I play Cosmic Arc, that's what I think of. Oh, side note. If no one has made a Planet of the Apes Atari homebrew, you need to be doing that right now. And then you need to tell me that you did that and where I can get it, because I think that would be awesome. Anyway, so as I'm thinking about the story that we can take from this game, we kind of have a few details, right? We know that Alpha Rho, the solar system of Alpha Rho is in trouble because the sun is going nova, and it's going to wipe out all the planets. We know that the creatures are doomed. We don't really know much about the creatures. Are they just basic, you know, quote-unquote basic animals? You know, are they advanced civilizations? We don't get much from the scene in the game. We see the little aliens running around on the surface, but we can't really tell anything about them. Do they wear clothes? Are they? Do they have fur? Are they? Do they have speech? You know, intelligent thought. Do they come from cities? And we just happen to see them running around out in the countryside. We don't know. But it occurs to me that the premise of the game is that you're the big, powerful, more advanced civilization coming in to quote unquote rescue these doomed aliens. History, we all know, is written by the victors. So what if, what if, you as the captain of the Cosmic Ark, the person playing this game, what if you are actually the antagonist in this story? What if you're not a rescuer? What if you're an invading force telling the citizens of that planet and maybe trying to convince yourself that you're doing this for their own good, but really you're just doing it for the power. I'm just saying what if. All right, quickly let's review, right? The, the elements of a story, because we always break this down by the elements of the story, and there are five of those. The introduction or the exposition, which is sort of your baseline, your setup for the game, or the story I should say. Then you have the rising action where things are starting to happen, you get an a sense of what the uh, crisis is going to be, who the uh, protagonist and antagonist are, that kind of thing. The climax is where you've hit the high point of the story, where the big showdown happens, where the defining moment in the story falls. Then you have the falling action, which is sort of the, the consequences, the aftermath of that climax. And finally, the resolution, or denouement, which is basically the end. Of the story. Everything gets wrapped up, hopefully. Loose ends are tied. You you know how the story concludes. So those are the five elements. So we know a little bit about the... the we've gotten a little exposition already, right? I mean, I said that a minute ago. Alpha Rho is the solar system. That's the sun that's going nova. Cosmic arc is coming in from somewhere. We don't know where. And we don't know really what their intentions are, like I said. Other than they, they say that they're coming to rescue the creatures of these planets, who we also really don't know anything about, um, to save them before the planet, before the sun blows up and, and wipes out their planet. So, like I said, I want to approach this story, though, from the creatures down below, watching all this play out in the skies over them. Doomed planet? Doomed planet, my hairy tarpon. Several million inhabitants fall into a fiery crater after the planet cracks like an egg, and suddenly we're doomed? Hold your half-horse, half-ostriches there, you demon hybrids, base dudes. So, in my story, the creatures who live in the solar system of Alpha Rho are just kind of going on about their lives, and suddenly the cosmic arc shows up and claims that they are supposedly doomed. So, 
Alright, so we know what the conflict is going to be, right? It's going to be between the inhabitants of these planets and the Cosmic Arc. Rising action. The Cosmic Arc, or invading ship, depending on how you look at it, starts blasting away at our pizza delivery drones and blasting our sausage with extra cheese out into interstellar space. See, that's the thing. They aren't meteors. They're pizza drones. We're hungry. And you idiots keep blowing them up. You realize, of course, this means war. Oh, and also all our dramas get picked up by the tractor beams, because they can't run very fast. Stop picking up our dramas. Okay, so things are heating up. Conflict is starting to happen. The antagonist, Cosmic Arc, and the protagonist, the creatures on the planet. Or, flip it around if you like, or call the natural disaster, that is the meteors, the antagonist and the cosmic arc, the protagonist. My point of view, the cosmic arc is a great big old baddie, and we're about to have a showdown of good versus evil cosmic arc. Climax, right? Peak of the story. Rumor has drifted across the expanse of the universe that humans are fond of playing a trick where they call for like a bazillion stuffed crust pizzas. Stuff with dynamite to be delivered to someone else is a joke, of course, because dynamite's hilarious. Then a bipedal rabbit named Bug shows up and laughs at the carnage while pepperoni explodes all over the place. Ha! Ah, that's hilarious. So, we all decided to try that. Only without the explosive, because Mom said no, we exploded stuff yesterday. So we ordered like half a parnock of pizza drones and let them just go slam into the ship. You wanted some meteors? Here's some meteors with extra cheese. Alright, so that was the big conflict, right? We fought back. Big showdown with the alien ship. Sorry, the cosmic arc. Falling action. So the aftermath of the climax. The ship crashed. Gets blown up. Gets blown up, then crashes. And then, of course, we eat all the alien invaders. Seems justified. Alright, now we sort of glide into the ending. The resolution or denouement. Oh, yeah, by the way, our planet, it did actually blow up. Turns out the invaders on that cosmic arc thing were right about that part. Whoops. Still, they could have asked. Okay, so that's cosmic arc. If this was a Star Trek episode, this is the scene where McCoy and Spock debate the ethics of what they just did, or Picard sips some Earl Grey tea and tells Data why what they just did was the right thing to do, and Data says how he thinks the humans are really sort of effed up and confusing. Uh, and then the uh, end credits and the preview for next week's episode would roll. So in lieu of that, here's some noise from the game. And that's our show. But before we go, Bill Kendrick from the XCGS Cart by Cart podcast managed to hop into the tractor beam as the shuttle ship left the planet, much as we tried to sneak away. But since he's here, he might as well tell us about the Atari party happening this summer in Davis, California. Take it away, Bill. Hey, Bill. It's Bill Kendrick from the XCGS Cart by Cart podcast. 
I want to let you and your listeners know that I'm hosting my 8th annual Atari party this summer out here in Davis, California. That's near Sacramento and not far from the San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. It's free and will undoubtedly have at least one Atari 2600 set up. It's a one-day event on Saturday, July 30th. Visit newbreedsoftware.com slash Atari Party for more info. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Thanks also to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons license to his songs Take a Chance, Reformat, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Please do leave a review. Don't let my best buddy who left a review for me earlier this month be lonely out there. Leave some more reviews. It'll make him feel good. It'll make me feel good. It pleases the alien overlords. Everybody wins. Check out the Atari Bytes page at ataribytes.libsyn.com. Like the Atari Bytes page on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Atari Bytes, A-T-A-R-I-B-Y-T-E-S. Or follow me at Carnival of Glee. You can also support the show financially at our Patreon page or by shopping for really, really awesome Atari Byte stuff on Zazzle.com. And if, in addition to Atari games, you love Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and the whole Peanuts gang, check out my other podcast, It's a Podcast, Charlie Brown. Next week on Atari Bytes, we're going to look at Burger Time. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. We'll